I wasn't ready. Oh. God damn it. Take three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen Houseshield. And I'm Dave. And this is a deep dive of Radiohead. Uh, this is this is a, a weird one for me. I'm just going to go ahead and, and open up with the fact that I... It's Hagen's favorite band. Uh, don't like Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely, when Dave chose this as our first one, I was like, yeah, I can, I mean, I need to, I, I want I've always wanted to like Radiohead, but it, uh, it's always been very difficult for me. And I, I saw them live at ACL three years ago with Jackson. Was that three years ago, four years ago? Um, and it was awesome. It was a great performance. And then I'd still tried to listen to them and just didn't like it at all. Uh, so this has been very fun for me to try to like something very badly. Because for me, I know that, or I think that if you gave them a chance now, because you had to, that you might like them. So we'll see what I happens. have to. We'll see what happens. Because I have to. So, uh, I listened to all the albums in different, um, settings. So like, um. Some of it was listened to in the car, some of it while working out, and some of it just intense listening. You know, it's it it, it all it was I wasn't trying to just sit down and just listen to it for so long because there's so much material. There's so much dense material that's hard to seriously get through. Uh so I, I gave myself the opportunity to just like do other stuff while I listened to it. And I thought that was I thought that was okay, but it was weird while I was like lifting weights to listen to some of the newer Radiohead stuff. It's like, this is not really working out. This is not the vibe I need. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a lot of shit written down. Um, so I figure we just kind of talk about the band forming first, and then mm -hmm. we can uh, go from there. Yeah. Uh, so you know what their first band name was? On a Friday. Woo! <laughs> great shit great uh they formed in 1985 uh and there's uh i mean they've basically had the same lineup the whole time they have yeah, yeah that's it's crazy been the same yeah that's crazy and the, the lineup is uh tom york johnny greenwood uh colin greenwood ed o'brien and philip selway yep and then they've almost always had the same producer and Nigel all, Godrich. Mm -hmm, and almost always had the same artist. Mm -hmm. uh, Do we know the artist's name? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Stanley Donwood. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's incredible. That's crazy that they had the same lineup. They had to use the same producer. They used the same artist constantly. We, they cho Yeah, they chose to. They didn't have to. Well, right. That's Yeah, a, that's a tight ship. But to make that decision, I think shows a lot of honor one and then two it also just really i don't know it it to me it just screams that they 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 care about the music that much that they saw what happened when these people got together and they were like it doesn't matter we don't need anybody else this is it 
and the music still developed. It didn't get stagnant ever. There was never a point where it was like, oh, we have the same people, the same producer. It's going to sound the same as the last record. Never, ever, Not once. once. No. Never. They tried to, I think for OK Computer at the onset of it, they tried to have a different producer. They did for um, In Rainbows. They tried to have a different producer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. Uh, so the first official album as Radiohead was Pablo Honey. came out in 1993. But I'm a creep. What, what, what did you think about this album? For me, uh, I got into Radiohead later, probably about 2006. So that was well after Pablo Honey. Definitely not my favorite record. Um, <laughs> for me, it they don't sound fully developed yet. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs, despite the fact that they were in the UK when they were writing this stuff, sounded like the alternative music that was happening Yeah, in the US at the time. And... Uh, they just didn't take that many risks as far as I was concerned. Uh, yeah, like musically, I honestly was pretty impressed at what they did at such an early stage, but it still wasn't it wasn't the radiohead that I had heard before. No. And um, I did I did enjoy it. Uh, there was the generic 90s production, like you said. It just sounded like a 90s rock record that was just kind of, eh, you know, uh, that fucking 90s snare sound just drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah. Uh, but... All that being said, also, uh, the song's production don't does it doesn't feel consistent. Every song it feels like it was done a different way. Especially like Creep. I'm gonna talk about Creep, uh, but Creep doesn't feel like it belongs in that album for so many reasons. Like it it just it you listen to the album and then Creep comes on and you're like, what the fuck is this doing here? Well, it was our, it was previously recorded before they right. But I think before they wrote most of the material for this record. Yeah, they they had they had they'd written that song uh, definitely before they definitely before they recorded Pablo Honey. I think it was even released before Pablo Honey came out. It was a single. It was yeah. one of it was one of the singles. Um it flopped. <laughs> yes. At at the at first it did. Well, it yeah, it it definitely did and uh I think that it <sighs> I don't know. It definitely flopped, but it still it still held a lot of great like prowess within like a lot of places, especially in the UK. Like the UK is just like they were sh- they were a shining star. Yeah, they were a shine. They did like they were already amazing out there. They and they started their notorious like long and lots of touring. Yeah, which they fucking hated. It would be a, a, later on down the road. It becomes a big influence. Yeah. Well, and they start to hate it pretty quickly uh, because so they do, they do Pablo honey. And I do want to say if I, if you, if you have a favorite song on an album or multiple, say it. Okay. Mine for Pablo honey was the first song. You, I think it's a great song. Me too. I, I thought that was really cool. Same Z's. Um, but so then two years later, which isn't that long, the Benz comes out. You do it to yourself. You do. Again, 12 songs. I guess that was like pretty of the time back then. It's pretty standard. Yeah. For me, that was like, holy shit. It's a lot of fucking songs to listen to. Uh, but yeah, so there was 
12 songs on that. And that one also, upon release, had massively mixed reviews. Yeah. People were like, what the fuck is this? This is so, <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. Um, I felt like that record just cleaned up what Pablo Honey was. I agree. I still think it was in that transitional mm-hmm. uh, phase of, of the band before they really, for me, before they hit their stride. Yeah, and I think that their stride really was just, uh, I don't know, I think that what what this was was very like they were still figuring out songwriting on top of figuring out you know every other bit about sound, but just like how the songs were coming together, the arrangements, everything just felt one way. It just felt not quite there. Yeah, to me, those these first two records feel like uh like garage a garage band. Right, they have guitars and drums and bass and vocals. Yeah. Not much keyboards, I don't think. No. Yet. No, not much keyboards yet. Um, but it had a lot of good songs. My favorite songs on this were, I would say, probably my number one favorite is Fake Plastic Trees. Yeah. Just because the lyrics are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was um, mine was just, because I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> uh, and Street Spirit is a great way to close out mm-hmm. a record. Yeah. But so, all that being said about the mixed review mixed like mixed reviews upon release all that being said it still did really well uh on the on the charts mm-hmm. the problem with it was that people were liking it but nothing in the world could beat creep right creep was on top of the fucking world so it didn't matter what they released because creep was going to be winning so it it definitely it definitely found its way. Uh, this is interesting, and it doesn't mean fucking shit, but it ranks 110 in the Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums. That becomes a trend. Mm-hmm. It does, <laughs> but it's crazy how high this one is. I know. It's very high. I think I'm, I'm going to keep listening to it more. Yeah. Because I don't... I'm, it, I don't it's not my go-to when I'm like, I want to listen to Radiohead. Right, right. So again, we go to our next one. Two years later not that long yeah not that long and they're writing while they're touring yeah and that touring i mean like they are like you said they're hitting the road a lot yeah and they were not enjoying a lot of it no they had they had a lot of problems they almost broke up at the end of that tour i think Mm -hmm. at the end of that touring cycle yeah yeah Then they released their okay computer. computer. <laughs> I thought we were doing like a group group effort there. No, can we no. try that again? Yeah, ready. Then they released okay computer. Yeah, yeah we're friends. <laughs> so that was two years later in 1997. This album uh, also has 12 songs. Like mm-hmm. I guess at the time, um, it premiered incredibly. People loved that fucking record. It's a great record. It's. It's unbe- it's unbelievable the difference for me between the first two records and this record. So there's a there's a couple of things. This to me feels like what it, we're, we're we're getting to where Radiohead is going to be. Yeah. Whereas Pablo Honey and the Benz were kind of like we're figuring it out, but like we're figuring out in this direction. Yeah. Right? We're yeah. going in this direction. And then OK Computer was like, well, we kind of liked that direction, but we're going to do our own shit now. 
yeah. like do what we really think and they, they fell into this place of okay computer that is just fucking awesome yeah it was so good it's it's a great it's there's there's some like ideas about whether or not it's a concept album right i don't think it is uh no i don't think it is either um the 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 quote i have on it i guess that that speaks to the uh the writing on it was uh drummer philip selway said uh there was an awful lot of soul searching on the bends to do that again on another album would be excruciatingly boring and Tom York said, we could really fall back on just doing another miserable, morbid, and negative record lyrically, but I don't really want to at all. And I'm deliberately just writing all the positive things that I hear or see. I'm not able to push them into music yet, and I don't want to force it. Yeah. And I think that that, I, I don't know, it, it, the positivity thing was like, yeah, totally. I yeah. get to totally he, like feel that. I can hear it. It's awesome. Um. It's not an entirely positive record, though. No, no, it's not. But <laughs> I think, like, lyrically, no. But I think that the songwriting and the way the songs sound, and especially the production, because this is their first record with, with Nigel. This is, this is it. Mr. Godrich. This is it. And uh, this is also crazy for me because I had a really weird realization during it. The first two records and this one are all done in the 90s. The first two sound like 90s rock records. This one is a 90s rock record that doesn't sound like a 90s rock record. No, to me, it sounds entirely on its own. Yeah. It just happened to come out during that time. And that's that's the thing is that, uh, you know, you can you can look back at time periods of time with music and go, oh, that sounds like the 70s. But stuff in the 70s didn't have to sound no. like it was in the 70s. No. And that, that was something that blew me away about the decision on OK Computer was that it didn't have to sound like a 90s record. It, it, it sounded the way they wanted to, and it sounds great. Yeah. It sounds so good. And a lot of the songs, I mean, it certainly stood the test of time. People are still really into this record. And it's a lot great. of people are still covering the songs from this record. Oh, yeah. In all different genres. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's such a, it's such a good album. Uh, so the... I guess my other thing about this album that got me was this was the beginning of, you know, I like, I like Tom York's voice, but I feel like this is where like our really annoying nasal quality starts. <laughs> this is where it really starts to begin. Do you have any, any songs in particular? No, it just kind of happened every once in a while. And it wasn't even like that annoying or that bad. It was just like, it happened. Yeah. It's like, oh, well I know about that, but yeah. What, it didn't bother me. It was just that's where it, I feel like that's where it really starts to begin because in the last two albums, he I feel like he was again more rock singing, mm -hmm. not like aggressive, but just he wasn't so uh, he wasn't as floaty and as light and therefore as nasally. Yeah, or as melodic, I would say. Oh but yeah, that's it, very I, true. I I mean I can. So that's the thing. Here's here's the difference now. When I was doing all the listening for this, I was trying to listen. Not as a big Radiohead fan. Right. And trying to listen objectively as a musician. Mm -hmm. And I even found with the Nasally thing that on songs like The Tourist. Yeah. When he's holding out the vocals towards the end of the song. Yeah. Um, I could see how that would rub people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But because they have such a special place for me, I just love it. And that, I mean, you're right about the vocals there, but that is one of my favorite songs on the album. Right. So I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take me out. It's just like, oh, it exists. I think it's also cool to think about this band as the, like they've been around for 30 years mm -hmm. or, or more. Mm -hmm. And 
like we mentioned earlier, they're the same. It's the same lineup, same producer. So I think of it more as a work that they've done, and yeah. think about Radiohead in and of itself, right? And judge it that way, yeah. Not in the scope of talented guitar players or talented drummers or talented singers, of course. So I judge it that way a lot too. That makes sense. I just think that it's hard for most people to not pay so close attention to the singer. Of course, everybody has to. That, that's what. That's where everyone ears go to. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, there's a lot of great bass lines, a lot of great like drum parts on the whole record, but people don't talk. They they, they talk about it, but they're more often going to talk about how beautiful or how annoying Tom York is. Yeah. Uh, for me, as a musician, this is where I start to hear like the all the bass lines specifically i immediately think of airbag yeah that bass line is just so creative right and in it's so simplistic yeah and it carries like most of the song i think airbag is also about i think this comes this is where people thought it might have been a concept album because tom york wrote airbag about getting in a car crash with his girlfriend oh and then the tourist is about somebody driving too fast it's the lyrics seem like a tourist driving right. too fast yeah so people thought that if you listen to the the album that way mm-hmm. it's a loop oh so it's a guy driving too fast at the end of tourist you hear a beep mm-hmm. and then you if you listen again airbag comes which is a song about how ineffective airbags are right or like that's part of it yeah <laughs> right uh but yeah that album blew me away uh this is another this is another uh interesting thing uh that we haven't touched on and so they do this a lot and maybe this was again a 90s thing maybe this is a bigger band thing but they released five singles for these albums now in the grand scheme of it 12 songs five singles that's not that big of a fucking deal but that is a lot of singles it feels like it is yeah well, and for some of the albums, they didn't release any singles. No, no, but that was later down. That later was later down, down the yeah. road. They, yeah. they, it took them a, a while to start doing that. Uh, I would say that the because they were still with EMI at this point, mm-hmm. and they thought that maybe EMI was like, we need to promote the hell out of this because it's so good. Right. Even though, even though radio stations, because Paranoid Android was one of the singles, mm-hmm. and it's it runs a little over six minutes. Right. So radio stations were like, can you cut it down? Yeah. And they were like, no, we no. can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. The, it's, 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 it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, so here's some, the, the, some of the interesting things that I found about it as well. Uh, they thought this was going to make no money. Mm. They thought this. Radiohead did. Uh, or the label. The album. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, I think it was the label. The label thought it was going to be an unmarketable album. I can see that. It's yeah. really dense. I, okay. I can see it for a lot of reasons, but at the same time, I think that I think the biggest reason that screams out to me is how different it is from their uh, from their past two. Yeah. And if there are radio ha- Radiohead fans at the time, Radiohead fan. Radiohead. That's going to be their cover band. We're going to start a Radiohead cover band. I'm not going to fucking we'll start a Radiohead radio cover hand. band. <laughs> Radiohead. Uh, so they, uh, I think that it's it is a dense record there's a lot going on musically but i think that past radiohead fans would listen to it at the time i think the fear would be they would listen to it and go what the fuck is this mm-hmm. like i liked the bends i liked pablo honey this is not that yeah because they 
on this on this album they started taking the aspect of being a rock band or a heavy band yeah and they really chose their spots on the album to make it heavy mm-hmm. like at the end of uh paranoid android oh yeah there's a lot of heavy parts on the, on the whole thing there's a lot of heavy parts yeah uh so when they were so they toured the heck out of this one yeah and it again they got burnt out if you if you look at there's a i think it's you can still find it but there's there's a documentary called meeting people is easy mm-hmm. i think they set out to make just a documentary about the band but it turned into like this i don't know avant-garde like really hard to watch artistic thing where you slowly see the entire band just like really be over touring and doing <laughs> press because they were doing the thing where it was like go to a new city do press all day mm-hmm. play the show go to a new city do press all day go to the show yeah yeah that's uh that's a whole lot that's that's really hard uh but you know, all that being said, I think that this album was just an incredible thing. It was just, it was just amazing. So even though they were worried about the the numbers, it, it reached number one on the UK charts and premiered it in twenty one in the Billboard two hundred, which is crazy. And it's on the the top five hundred albums is. of all time. It is. I can't. Remember, I can't. I didn't write down what its what its number was. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Um. But yeah, I mean, it it it, it this this is the first one that they did that won best. Uh, alternative rock, rock album, yeah, 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 the Grammys, which which uh, we will see that again as a theme that continually happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we kind of we kind of went through those first two albums really fast and kind of got a, got a little <laughs> got a little dense on OK Computer. Uh, I would I would like to give us a little break and uh, read for the class a Tom York tweet. <laughs> um. Uh, so I've got a, I've got a lot of them, uh, but this is this is a good one. Um, influencers, creatives, vampires, monkeys, pawns, checklists, fools, clown faces, more vampires. That's one tweet with multiple lines. You just don't get it. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's a fucking genius. Part of this... Okay, so those are a bunch of random words, which is a really good segue into the next album, Kid A. So I, I have a, a, a weird thing uh, with Kid A because I, so I listened to it all and then I was doing my reading, my research and I was like, oh, these were recorded at the same time. So Kid A and Amnesiac. So mm-hmm. I listened to them front to back after that and I was like, this makes way more fucking sense. Why do you think it makes more sense? It just sounds like it. Like it just the way that Kid A, the way that the, the, the sounds of it mm-hmm. all, the sounds of it all sounds like it should be, I mean, you can't do a fucking, what is it? It would be... 22 song 22 song yeah. record you can't do that but they talked about it yeah they talked about making it a double album and every radiohead fan maybe not even radiohead fans are like thank god they didn't do that right 
from from my perspective as somebody who just streamed the music, mm-hmm. it, it it made sense to just go one after another. It yeah. just sounded really good. Um, this is the album. This was a reaction to how burnt out they were with mm-hmm. touring and OK Computer. Yeah. So they put down, they wanted to not have any real, not necessarily no real instruments, but they went heavily electronic on this. Yes, yes. So uh, when they released it, it was like, it's pretty good. Like mm-hmm. the reception, the critical reception was kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it's fine. It's like, yeah, this is good. It wasn't, it wasn't like, holy shit. Holy shit, this is amazing. And that's how I felt listening to it. I felt like, right. yeah, it's fine. Um my biggest complaint about it, and I hate this complaint. I hated it. I tried to find a wetter bay, a better way to think about it. A wetter bay. Uh, Radio hand. <laughs> We're gonna change the names of the songs when we do that band. So creep will be crepe. We should just call creep what it was originally called. Uh, what was it originally called? It was originally called Inside My Head. Mm. Also, uh, I didn't say this earlier, but uh, the band originally loved that song when they wrote it. Mm. Yeah. Which is crazy because of the now they fucking hate it. Uh, yeah, so. they just started playing it again. Did they? I think yeah. I think it was like maybe two years ago or Why? a year ago. People kept, from my understanding of it, people kept yelling out for them to play it. And then one time at a show, Tom York was like, "This is for the guy yelling for us to play creep." <laughs> and he might have he might have told them off, and then they played it, and it sounded really good. I'm sure it did, but, but I wonder if they rehearsed it. Oh, probably not. <laughs> I, I doubt that. That's yeah, an easy song. Uh, so so here's the complaint that I have that I don't wish that I I don't want to have, and I try to find a way to to phrase it that made more sense, but I couldn't find it. Uh, I I couldn't pick songs apart. Uh, I like I couldn't. I listened to it. I just kind of let it go, and I couldn't really note. Oh, here is the end of a song and the beginning of a next. Mm. And I, you know that. I listen to a lot of progressive music and a lot of albums that go front to back. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if this album was intended to do that, but it just the way that the songs flowed ended began. I was like, Oh, okay. Like a section of a, a section of a song would start and I'd go, Oh, there's a new song. I'm like, no, we're the, we're in the middle of the same song or, you know, that, that sort of shit just kept happening to me. Right. And that really bummed me out. Cause I was like, Oh cool. I like this song. And then I, I turned out I didn't until, you know, minute and a half in, Right. Because I didn't also realize that that song had even started. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, that was, my, and I hate it because I, I love listening to albums that go front to back, but if I can't pick out Where true this... moments, mm-hmm. just, just snippets, mm-hmm. like thematically, I didn't really notice, I didn't really notice anything that connected it. It just felt connected. I think it's more so for me when I hear this album and I think about each individual song, what helps me separate them is the texture like yeah. the palette for each song. Totally. Yeah. So I think for you, you're used to hearing bands that, f- forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but you're used to hearing bands that have really long songs that will frequently change texture. Yeah. So you might not be thinking about it in, su- in such short things because you're... Yeah, that's very true. Or or if I listen to a, an album that's front to back, I there might not be changing texture or anything, but it's just like a... Again, it's a thematic thing. Yeah. It's like a, there's there's... There's something musically that comes back, or maybe it doesn't come back, or it tells me that a story is moving. And I don't think this is a story. It just feels like one of those albums, right? Because I don't, I don't recall reading anything about them trying to do that at all, or writing anything 
like writing it in that order. Right. So but, I don't know. It's but it it was good and and um I mean I I say all of that stuff and I did I did think it was cool that there were little snippets of things that I liked that would come out like. It was kind of like these songs were happening and moments were just kind of flowing around and then like a thing happened. And I'd be like, oh shit, that's a cool thing. And then it kind of floats away. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that bums me out as somebody who like, if I just wanted to listen to a song from Kid A, I can't really pick a song. I mean, I have songs I liked a lot, but it's hard for me to, it's, it's, it's just not as clear, you know? It's, yeah, no, I totally get that. But it's just one of those albums that I, I keep coming back to. Yeah. Um. Even even, is it is it both of them or, or one of them in particular? It's more Kid A than Amnesiac. Okay, but I, why? Uh, because I didn't spend as much time with Amnesiac. Okay, so I have relationships with, e- like not each song, but a lot of the songs from from Kid A, which just like I'll hear something that reminds me of the beat in Kid A. Yeah, or like some sort of toy piano or something like that, and then, the song motion picture motion picture soundtrack. And how to disappear completely are two so they're so beautiful. Yeah, they're unbelievably beautiful songs. How to disappear completely. Uh, the cool thing I like about that song, I'll just maybe go ahead and say that's my favorite one. Okay, so I can talk about it for a second. But there's a part on whatever instrument it is that Johnny Greenwood's using, where it's like a a note that's a very tense note mm-hmm. until Tom York says, "I'm not here." And that goes and then, away. Yeah, it's great. So they start doing stuff like that, which is what really gets me with Radiohead. Uh, they start having the music match up with Tom York's lyrics, which for me is a sign of maturity. Yes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, this this album had a lot of uh, more mature things. So yeah. it was it was uh, it was. Experiment a lot more experimental. They were uh, quote influenced by jazz and twentieth century classical music in mm-hmm. this album. That's kind of gross, uh, <laughs> but just, it's just just twentieth century classical music is kind of a gross thing to be inspired by. But I get it. That's fine. Would that be like the like atonal twelve tone series? Yeah. yeah. Fuck that stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you if if you guys if our listeners don't know what atonal music or twelve tone series is, uh, just uh, Schoenberg. Yeah. Or Ar- is it Arnold? Yeah. Or or do uh, anything John Cage except for uh, 433 because that's silence. <laughs> uh, but if you do, if you listen to anything John Cage, it's all atonal. It's crazy music. It's really smart, uh, but it's like, what the fuck? Why? I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> when I was in music school, I was subject to it and I just was so uh, against it. Yeah. But that's so. That's the thing is that it 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 makes sense that Radiohead was inspired by it for who Radiohead is. Yeah. But I don't. I just don't like that as an inspiration. <laughs> well, and it's also uh, a direct reaction to how they were feeling at the time. They really didn't yeah. want to make structured songs, mm-hmm. even even before that when they were writing OK Computer, the quote you mentioned before. They didn't want to just do another sad album. Exactly. So yeah. they're. Again, they're a band that wants to push the envelope, push themselves. They were so burnt. You really got to watch uh, Meeting People is Easy. Okay. Yeah, uh, see, I meant, I meant to – I fucked up, everybody. I'm sorry. I only listened to the albums and red stuff. That's all I That's all I did, which was un- unfortunate. I should have done that's, more. But that's – you know, you're okay. Uh, well we, – We forgive you. Thank you. So, But, f- but the 20th century music uh, 
like really plays into this. They yes. went super experimental. When you watch, if you watch footage from like the the touring, whenever they play a lot of this music, they're barely touching their instruments. Yeah, it's synthesizers, it's pedals, it's yeah loops, well, and, and th- that's one uh, definitely one aspect of twentieth century music was because that was like the invention of the synth and such things uh-huh. were coming around at that time. And all the new music technology was just making everybody try new shit. And so that was definitely something they were doing, which was great. Radiohead did on this, on these albums. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I liked it. I had, I didn't really have any problems. This, um, uh, kid a didn't have any singles. Amnesiac did. Right. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't entirely know why it interests me, like like what the reason is, but it it just it confused me when I read it. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Because you you care about that stuff. What? You why why don't you have singles? Oh well, yeah. I mean, like I think about it from the market standpoint because singles don't get released for funsies. They get released because you got to promote the fucking album. Maybe they didn't want to promote it. Well, and they don't have to. Also, I guess that was yeah. That's true. Um. They so, maybe had come out come out from under the shadow of creep at this point. Yeah. Due to OK Computer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh it did it did well. It debuted at number one in the UK and like immediately and then it also won. Uh I think Kid A also won. Yeah, Kid A won alt album Grammy. Right. Um so yeah, that's that's great. Do do we know if they ever went to accept the the Grammys? I don't know. I don't know. Jackson? <laughs> We'll, we'll cut. We'll edit this out. We're phoning a friend. Did they ever go to the Grammys to accept the awards? I think they're at most Grammys, but uh, was it just Phil and? Yeah, there's some great video. There's a great video of Turing the Rainbows one where uh, when they announced them, uh, they cut to the band sitting there, and uh, Tom looks fucking miserable. Really? Like, he looks of course he does. Visibly pissed off. He is slumped over in his chair, just like. Hilarious. Jesus. Adam will put that in. Okay. <laughs> well, that answers that. Uh, so what... Uh, you said one of your favorite songs. Is that for both albums or is that... No, 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 no. Just just for... Just, just for, for Kid A. Because I... Uh, if I'm being honest, until we until we had the idea to do this and I started researching them a little more, a little deeper, mm-hmm. a little d- diving in a little deeper, going for a deeper dive, I didn't think about... Weird. <laughs> I didn't think about the fact that th- these were two albums. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't get into them until about 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. So I didn't didn't know. Yeah. Because to me, again, I didn't know that. Bef- Did you know that they were the same sessions before you listened to them? Uh, no, but that was the that's a, that's a note that I have that I could hear it. Uh, yeah. I could. I, I I didn't hear it and go, oh, I bet they recorded both these albums at the same time. But right. I listened to it and I was like, oh. These sound like the same record. That's right. weird. And then right. I was reading, and I was like, and they were released a year apart. Yeah. So I was like, that's weird. Why would like like did they do they write them together and then like record them separately? Like how did that work? But right. Uh, yeah. Uh, optimistic, Idiotech, and Pyramid Song are my my big ones off of off of them. Uh, the ones you really liked. Yeah, those are my those are my those are my top three off of those two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you just put them all in to one? Like I said, it just makes more sense. Just makes more sense to me, even though they are different albums. They, they to me, I just listen to it as as one. My favorite one, my favorite song on uh, Amnesiac, I would have to say is uh, "Knives Out." Oh yeah, and "Morning Bell." Yeah, 
I really like that song. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of good songs, and like, I, like there's a lot of good moments and some amazing songs. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. Uh, all right, ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. Um, before we move on, another Tom York tweet for everybody. <laughs> Fuck. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> At this time of year at this part of the country localized entirely within your K-I-T-C-H-E-N. I mean, obviously it spells kitchen, but I read it as the, the way he wrote it was each one was a separate line. It was uh-huh. Aurora Borealis, another line at this time another line of your at another line this part and then the kitchen was all k next line i next line yeah cryptic uh or crazy (laughs) i don't know i don't know which one Uh, did you write down the dates of when he tweeted these uh this one was uh april 4th 2018 Mm. the first one that i read was june 21st 2018 so uh, i'm getting sidetracked what i think i just wonder about these tweets like what What's he doing when he has these ideas? Is he just trying to f- to fuck with people, or is he trying to be artistic? Maybe he's trying to fuck with himself. Maybe, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Tom he's York a, fucking with himself. He's a smarty pants like that, and I don't think he likes himself very much either, so I think, maybe he loves himself a whole lot. I, I'd say it's probably a little bit middle of the road. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's like a person? He's like all of person. us. Tom yeah, York yeah. is just like all of us. Oh, okay. Uh, so our next album. I don't know why I feel so Hail to the thief. <laughs> oh, you want to do the thing? <laughs> I was waiting. Shit, do it. Go ahead. Hail to the thief. It was very aggressive. A thief. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very aggressive album. Came out in 2003, and now we're into 14 songs on the album. wasn't wasn't overly excited by it. I liked it. Uh, it's very experimental, very weird. They combined the efforts that they had and their influences from OK Computer, Kid A, and Amnesiac, and it was a healthy mix of of electronic stuff. See, you don't uh, you don't I, think so? I don't hear a lot of OK Computer in there at all. I, I hear I hear what I hear is the natural progression of this band. What I hear is OK Computer was the true beginning of what this band is. I agree. If we could if we could take the first two records, well, I, we should keep them because it's good to see a band grow. But yeah. I think that I think that OK Computer is where this band truly started, right? Mm. And then they kept growing and they kept doing their shit and it just progressed and progressed and progressed. This album doesn't feel like it is from the same band that did OK Computer. It mm. feels, I mean, like it, it does, but like it's not, it doesn't feel like it, it, it's like it very much. Right. Um, I thought, but I, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was a good, a good, good album. I, this might be one of my favorites. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I would say it's in the top three. Yeah. It's, it's good. Uh, they, uh, it, to me, it, it feels like, it, it feels like a true prog album. Yeah. Like not, it's not like their other albums haven't, but this one felt like a true prog album to me. Yeah. Um, 
the singles for this one was there there was one of the singles yeah uh, there there go to sleep and two plus two equals five yeah so uh this also i mean there were keyboard before there was keyboard and synth before mm-hmm. uh but i feel like the at least the, like the piano was very was very present in a lot of stuff here right which, uh, I, which I liked a whole lot yeah tom green or tom green <laughs> 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 shit i'm the fan tom york and Fake van. johnny greenwood Yes, they play keys in the band. <laughs> yeah, but they they it felt more prominent as keys versus just like sounds, right? Right. Yeah, um, because Pyramid Song from Kid Am- A. Amnesia. Was it from Amnesia? I believe so. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same album. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> uh, that one has straight up keyboard on it. Yes. So, um, so people liked it a whole lot. Uh, they recorded it mostly in two weeks. In two weeks. Fucking crazy. Yeah. That's cr- fucking crazy. And they focused on live takes. Yeah. That's wild. They tried to they try to get live takes out of the whole thing, uh, and and lots about politics. Lots about politics. Lots about politics. Coin- uh, it coincided with the. Uh, yeah, politics. Politics. <laughs> George Bush was elected. <laughs> yeah, there nine eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought I, I enjoyed it. it. It again debuted at number one in the UK, and uh, it was their fifth or fourth consecutive album to be nominated for the same Grammy. Did they win? I don't think they won for this no. one. They just, I, I just have nominated. I think it wasn't. I, I will say that it wasn't as tightly wrapped, like yeah. neatly wrapped as as okay computer and kid a and right. But I, I think that's probably what they were going for with yeah. the whole concept of just doing it in two weeks and live is, is just going for a, like a raw shit yeah, and raw experimental shit, which is hard to do. Oh yeah. That's tricky. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot on this album. I, 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 I like, I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. Got through it. It's, I don't know. I really, really have a close, connection with this one because right after i got into them this was the one that like i was like this was the second album i fell in love with right so it was the second it was the the first time as a fan going oh right i'm in, I'm in for it totally. there's gonna be a lot of good stuff maybe i should listen to it again please. uh so songs like uh a wolf at the door yeah i think it's great tom is just his writing on that is great uh i've got <clears throat> I, I fell in love with uh we suck young blood that's a good one that Fuck, that was fucking great. Yeah. And obviously, uh, Mixed Metosis was like... <laughs> I love that song. God. It's so, it's so it's grimy. A, yeah, that, that, as soon as that song started, I was like, fucking, I'm in. I'm yeah. fucking in. And uh, just some production things, too, that the way that the albums are mixed and stuff like that, it makes me think of the They're There in that song when Tom York sings There's, There's Someone on Your Shoulder. The way that they mixed it, the, it goes to the yes. left ear. He yeah. says, there's someone on your shoulder. And then he says it again, and it's in the right ear. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there is someone on my shoulder. <laughs> Tom, get off my shoulder. Get out of here, Tom. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a cool album. I'm going to go back and listen to it again. But 14 songs is long. So. It's long. We're, it's- uh, after we record this, we're going to listen to the entire discography uh, together. Nope. Okay. I'm going home. I tried. No, I'm not going home. Nope. We're going to get more whiskey. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Are we ready for the big one? The big one. The next album is, I'd probably say, the bit like the biggest one. Jackson, <laughs> are we missing something? No, he's just creeping. He's oh fuck, he's creeping. Oh, I didn't even mean that. God, <laughs> you're just such a fake fan. You're such a fake fan. I'm tired, man. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, first off, let me uh go ahead and read us. Oh yeah, it's time for Tom York. No, you gotta. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like it's time for Tom York tweets. Oh, okay. And now another Tom York tweet. I woke up in a city. The soldiers had come home. The ego it had ended. His loud mouth was gone. The witches all were singing, and the water turned gray, and the mirrors and the phones caught flame, caught flame, saying, we won't make this mistake again, dot, 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 dot. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tom York Tweets. <laughs> I, just, I just like it so much. <laughs> Just, I, there's, just, it doesn't make fucking sense. Could you ever see yourself doing something like that just and being like, "I'm putting this out there," tweeting nonsense? Yeah. No, I don't. I fucking hate Twitter. No. Uh, okay. In rainbows. So good. Uh, nope, nope. I don't like it. Hagen doesn't like it, and I love it. Here's where it gets good, folks. Came out in 2007. Jackson's got, fucking shaking his head. It's got two. There's a. It's it's kind of a double disc, but the second disc is just B sides. Right, right. But so there's they, some. I love those songs. Dude. They they recorded 16 songs, and then they 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 decided they were gonna release uh, all of it. And then they were like, no, nah, let's just do 10. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm hearing the... Is it Crotch Rocket guy again? No, he's he's whip he's whippersnapping. Should oh. we take a break? Should we take a break? To get rid of the fuck the guy's whippersnapping. No, we're talking about In Rainbows, dude. You don't take a break during In Rainbows. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so um, I... Okay, I lied. I, li- I liked the album. I liked it. it Wait, just, were you just putting me on there? Okay, but it what it, it didn't do anything for me. Okay. It's not, it didn't, it wasn't like fucking magic to my ears. It was, it was fine. It was good. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed like the way, the the way they tried to do different stuff with the synth. The instrumentation was really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was really pretty, but again, I couldn't pick out, couldn't, couldn't tell you a song I liked. What was it? Was it the, the production and how they mixed it or was it the songs, the way they were crafted? Yeah, because the production is great on mm-hmm. every Radiohead album. OK Computer on the production, the mixing, it's incredible. I love it. That that's a that's something that cannot speak highly enough. Is mm. is how good the albums sound. Uh, I think it's just for me. It's just I I I felt like we were. I I, I would get glimpse of moments again. Right. It's the same shit. Glimpse of moments, and then they're gone. And that's a cool concept for a lot of things. And it just felt just streamed along and along and along. And I was like, cool bored 
Okay. Whereas for me, I remember trying to learn some of these songs. And one thing I found about trying to learn them was that a lot of them aren't as intricate as you would think. Right. So here's where, for the first time in my life, I was thinking, oh, you don't have to put like all these nerd. Here's a nerd moment. Chords don't have to have a whole crap load of extensions and harmony doesn't have to be very complex for it to sound like you're in a different world right. on a G chord. Right, totally. Like, uh, I think it's... What's the song? Weird Fishes. Uh-huh. It's like E minor, super simple. Yeah. Like, if you played it just chords, you know, people do those dumb fucking YouTube covers of songs. <laughs> if you did it like that, you'd be, you would really take away the mystery of what chords were in the song. But of when course, you, when I yeah. hear it, I think about a different, I'm transported to a different place. Right. So that was the thing for me, why I really, why this album really resonated with me is because I feel like it took me along with it. It took me somewhere. Yes. And that's something that I, I, I agree. It, it, it is a journey of an album. Yeah. It is a journey of taking you through the shit and it's, it's. It's dense, and there's a lot to there's a lot to fucking unpack. Um, and they were able to recreate it. They did the live from the basement where they played a lot of these songs. Yeah, and it was like they you they really recreated it live. That's awesome. Which is really cool. Yeah, that's that seems impossible. But but I mean, I I remember seeing them live, and their live setup is just nuts. I mean, it's like there was there's just so much stuff on stage, and there's yeah. so much going on. Um, uh. They they took a break after Hail to the Thief, and uh, it's because their time with EMI was done. Their contract yeah. was over. Six albums. Yeah. So they were kind of trying to see what they wanted to do, and they took a break, and they tried a different producer. Didn't write the other producer's name down because they were like, fuck this. Yeah, it doesn't to, work. And went back to Nigel. He's the uh, man. Uh, Tom York says these are his seduction songs. I can see that. Yeah. He talks about, like... 15 step yeah uh jigsaw falling into place is about sounds it sounds to me like it's a tom seeing a girl at a bar right and being like you know um so there's that um uh i want to i want to come back to a really important part of this album but first i want to they 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 won two grammys do you Mm -hmm. know what two grammys they won i don't oh uh Best alternative, uh-huh. r- best alternative rock album, uh, best or just alternative, alternative music, album. music album, and I think it was best. Uh, I can't remember what exactly. It was something to do with the online. Nope. Best boxed or special limited edition package. Well, yeah, it did have to do with the online thing because they, for me, it did because they released it for free, right? Or we'll whatever, come, pay what you want. Got to come back to that. They they won that because they released like this like crazy they they released like a, a crazy like box set of the whole thing or something it was like right. it was like a big thing it, it, it's a dumb fucking Grammy it's stupid it had like thirty pages of it was like a thirty page book or something like that yeah does it's, Jackson have it I'm looking at I don't I don't think he does I don't think he has it uh I but I I that's like I read that I was like they fucking won a Grammy for that that's so fucking stupid that's what not their fault no that's no, the Grammy's no, 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 fault no, no, no. for being yeah. stupid of course that was yeah that's not nothing on them stop making fun of radio. I have been very nice this you entire have time. Actually, you're blowing me away right uh, now. I feel like we just became better friends. We got to come back to this fucking pay what you want thing. Okay. Yes. So, uh, this album 
was for it, those of you who don't know, this is this is the second in my mind. This is the second point in time where the music industry started to get even more fucked until today's fucked. The first the first person who fucked it up was Lars from Metallica. Yeah. Uh, got all pissy about Napster and he could have handled that and he could have he, he had every right to get pissy about Napster but he handled it in the wrong way he was like I'm not making more millions of dollars I'm still making millions of dollars but you're taking away a couple of it like yeah. not even millions uh, this album pay what you want just out there in the world uh, it, it's a cool concept but fucks with the industry hard yeah, they didn't do that on purpose. Right, they didn't do it. They didn't set out to fuck with the industry. No, of course not. They did it because they were like, "Oh, we don't have a label. Yeah, we don't have to worry about record sales." Yeah, but think about think about from a standpoint of a band just starting out, whether it be a local band or a band that's signed to a label. It's just starting out now because of that album. We started to devalue music. Yeah, and that's fucked. And that again, they didn't mean that. They, that's not their intention. And and them releasing the album the way they did was great. It was awesome. It was one of their, if not their highest, it was one of their highest grossing albums. Yeah, but uh, I, I I can't I can't let that leave my brain as like <laughs> this album. Everyone loves it so much, rightfully so. Uh, but that is just it's a turning. It's one of the turning points for the modern music industry. And I'm I'm guilty. I use Spotify. I stream all the time. I'm guilty of it. Me but, too. But you know. Maybe I wouldn't do that. Maybe Spotify wouldn't be as big as it is. <laughs> Had Radiohead not done that? Alternate reality. Okay. I'm sure. saying I'm saying Lars Ulrich, Radiohead, everybody uh-huh. who did this shit. Yeah. And I'm not again, I'm not saying Radiohead went out to do this. They absolutely didn't. They would, Lars they, did it on purpose. Lars, Lars is, is a, a fucking asshole. Yeah. There we go. We yeah. Uh Radiohead didn't do it on purpose. I don't know if they've ever come back and said that they regret it. But I do love it. I'll tell you why. I love that it ruined the industry and I love that it fucks with bands that are trying to start. Because if your music is good, you will get money. You will yeah. get you'll get things, right? So whereas before it was if a label thinks they can craft you into something marketable, right. they'll put your shit out and shove it down our throats. Right. To that I say fuck that. If it's yeah. good, it's good. If it's bad, it shouldn't be you shouldn't be making millions of dollars if yeah. you're not um, in, a, in, a, in an ideal world, if you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's one to me. It's one step closer to that, not one step further away from musicians being able I, to make I get money. That. I get that. That makes sense. Uh, you know, so there's got to be some way to to fucking get these thousands of guitar players to stop. <laughs> Please, uh, you don't need to play that fast, <laughs> unless you're Tony Capodovo, which by all means play that fast. Yeah. Uh, or shout Hor- out Horace Bray too. Yeah, he, 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 plays he, fast. he was on the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, so this was, uh, on the updated Rolling Stone 500 list, 336. Out of 500? Yep, not that high. Didn't rank as high as... Okay, computer. Okay, computer. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, so, In Rainbows is my favorite album for nostalgia purposes, but as an objective music listener, Okay, Computer's a better record. It's, it's so much better. So much better. They were, I think they had more fire in their in their bellies. Yeah. When they wrote Okay Computer. Uh yeah, okay. So I mean that's all I've got for uh in Rainbows. The, the disc two had um 
had interludes that I don't care for at all. Yeah. MK1, MK2. That was weird. Uh, The song Last Flowers, I think it's the full up, full title is Last Flowers to the Hospital, is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's a crazy chord structure. Nerd alert. Woo! Uh, Down is the new up, I think should have been on the main oh, lineup, yeah. yep. especially Four Minute Warning, because that's a another great song. And one thing I would do want to bring up is videotape. Did you watch any of the footage of them, like no, trying I, to? Again, I fucked up. I, I really it's fine. It's I just, fine. I just listened to music and read. So like, videotape is not actually rhythmically where we think it is. Oh, this is the fucking song. God. Yeah. So we'll check that out. That we will listen to after this. Uh, I, I've heard it because every it's like you. That was that was the song where you're a freshman in music school and everyone's like. You fucking heard this videotape by radio? What? Not as much as Pyramid Song. I got... I, got, that's I got, what, Actually, that's the reason I don't fucking really listen to Pyramid Song anymore because of how many how many people I've heard go, he does like three, four, five, and blah, blah, blah. Because this... What's what's the thing about this one? This is the one where it... Does it, does it, it not feel like four, but it is four the whole time? If you listen to it as if the piano... When the piano comes in, if you listen to it as if that's beat one, mm-hmm. it's a ballad. Yeah. And it sounds fine, but there's weird drum stuff at the end, like yeah. drum loops and stuff like that. But if you listen to it, to how they were actually hearing it with the click in their ears, it's not at all like that. Right. It's like, right. Uh, um, the I think it's the end, the piano is actually the end of four. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. So it's, I'm not going to sing yeah, yeah, yeah. or mouth anything, but check it out. It's, it's actually really cool. Yeah. Cause there's, there's early footage of them trying to play it live and Tom York not being able to figure out where it is. Yeah. And you can see Colin, you can see the, uh, not Colin, the bass, what's the bass player's name? Isn't it Colin? I think it's Colin, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Johnny's a guitar player. You can see Colin uh, trying to figure, like he's like rocking out hard to yeah. what I thought was a ballad. Right. And right. I was like, oh man. So now, I used to listen to that song before I would go to sleep and now I can't do it because it gets me excited. Yeah. No, that was that 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 and Pyramid song were the two that that got shoved at it at me about like, oh you don't like Radiohead or oh have you heard how crazy rhythmic shit is? And I'm like, yeah okay it's cool but yeah that would not be my selling point <laughs> because 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 oddities oddities does not make a great song being weird does not make something fucking great it no. just it just exists I it couldn't just agree happens, more it just happens to be there I just like that they did that yes yes because then it uh. Yeah, because they're they're artists in a, in the true sense of what I see as art, but yeah. it's still accessible at least to me. Yes. Where when art like we were talking about earlier with the 20th century classical music stuff, I'm like that's where art goes too far and I'm like I've had friends of mine go, "Well, I mean, what is music?" And I'm like, "Fuck you, what is yeah. music?" Yeah. It makes me angry. Uh, but yeah, so that album happened. <laughs> that happened. Uh and now it is time for another Tom York tweet. Fake beard pirates. Thank you. That was another Tom York tweet. Oh God. Yeah, he's it, out there. It's great. I love it. I it's, it's just everything. Again, everything. what's he doing when he's do- is he is he, is he? I imagine him. Hope he's just sitting and masturbating. Oh ew. <laughs> that's uh that's a reference to his third eye that works better than his left eye (laughs) he's got kids 
<laughs> For those of you who don't know, Tom York had was born with uh, his left eye was shut. And his parents gave him five surgeries to to correct it, but it just didn't didn't fully work. So whenever if you ever you can you can watch him like in some of the music videos, you can watch him try to blink. <laughs> it doesn't really work. Uh, it's sad, but it's also funny because I imagine him. Uh, I put my socks on last when I'm getting dressed. Right. Yeah. So I imagine him like right before he puts his socks on because that's yeah. where I think a lot. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so poor Tom York. Yeah. Uh, we're on to the next album. You ready? Are we doing what? The Thing. Oh, The King of Limbs. There you go. This is uh, the, sh- the short one. Eight songs. Eight songs. Eight songs. People liked it a whole lot when it came out, which uh, is weird because you think that after In Rainbows, people would be like waiting for like another fucking okay computer. Yeah, another, another like fucking just just masterpiece of an album, and this is not a masterpiece of an album. It's not a bad album by any means. It is not a masterpiece of an album. I would venture to say it's their most experimental album. Yeah, what I have written down is that it it felt like it's the it, the next natural place for them after they've done all the shit they've done. It, they go here, and that was cool. Uh, it uh, it was just it was it, it was just not cohesive, I guess. I don't think I don't think that with with uh, the concept that they chose, which was taking samples of the band playing, yeah, and fucking with them until it sounded like a song, mm-hmm. and then adding. The, the stuff that would really tie it in. Yeah. I don't think you could make it cohesive. No, no. And that they were they were doomed at the start. I did I did I did appreciate the sampling thing. Uh this one no no singles. But I didn't know I didn't know about this. I don't remember it. Apparently it was a big thing. Uh there was a music video for one of the songs that just had Tom York dancing in it and apparently that was a big meme. <laughs> I don't remember that. Lotus Flower. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that video today with my girlfriend and we but with just she hadn't seen it and she she's she knows Tom York. She's like, Is that Tom York? And I'm like, Yeah, and she's like, I can't look away. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. It's unbelievable, man. He's like I and in the in the credits for the video, there's a choreographer. So keep that in mind when okay. you watch it. Uh so um Tom said uh the album is an expression of wildness and a mutation. A mutation. Yeah. Yeah. Wildness and mutation. Yeah, I can agree with that. And it was originally just self-released as a download and then it eventually became like a physical Mm copy. Yeah. The like my hat keeps hitting the microphone. I'm sorry. (laughs) They did another uh, live from in the basement or whatever that thing is called that they do. And they were able to recreate again exactly how the album sounded. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Like uh, I think it's Give Up the Ghost. It's it's either Codex or Give Up the Ghost. I'm thinking it's Give Up the Ghost where Tom York is recording his vocals on a tape, like yeah. a reel-to-reel. And the cool thing about that is you can tell that he's uncomfortable with his voice yeah. and hearing it back over and over and over again. <laughs> and it's crazy. Right. Because to me, it's like just a, a great song, but he has to deal with his own voice, whether you like it or not. Because I don't think he likes his own voice. Most people don't. 
<laughs> most people don't like all their right. own voice. All right. No, not Tom's voice. God. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, most people don't like their own voice. <sighs> I've been so nice. I've been so you nice. You have been really nice. Uh, yeah, let's uh so let's let's get to the the, the end of this shit. <laughs> let's get to the end of this fucking shit. Do we have uh, another uh do we have another? And now it's time for another episode of Tom's tweets with Tom Tommy. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give us two. Um, two of them in a row. Yeah, because we got we only have one more album. So. Oh right. Well, you can uh, do one at the end. Uh Okay, you do what you do. You do you. Maybe I will, but I, I I'm gonna do two right now. Okay. <laughs> like this. Okay, it just says like this. Yeah. And then it's a picture of the the Lorax. I don't know what that is. It's a Dr. Seuss shit. Oh, Dr. Seuss. It says, I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. And the trees say, can you fucking not? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what he's trying to talk about is mumble rap. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, what? I, I, he is, he, is, he, is he talking about stop cutting down trees? Is it very literal? Oh, maybe that, yeah, because he's very, he's very into that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, uh, that that's a good one. Uh, so one more that's pretty. It's uh, short. Um. <laughs> that was another episode of. Well, one, <laughs> one more. Oh, we got one more. One more. One more. God, it, it it says we, and it's a video of Paddington Bear. Oh. In a tub going down the stairs. Oh my God. We. I wish I. I I wish it was the that video of Billy Corgan's voice <laughs> <laughs> on a roller coaster from 1979. Oh, that's you could also so do that. Good. Yeah. Okay. Last album. A moon shaped pool. Pool. Oh, try it again. <laughs> moon. Moon shaped pool. <laughs> Uh, 2016, back back to 11 songs. That's dark. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's so here's here's what I wrote down about this album. Okay. I finished it, and I was like, okay, I I can't let this leave this thought leave my brain. Okay. I loved it right away. Then my love faded real fucking quick. <laughs> With daydreaming. Uh, definitely really pretty songs, but wasn't doing a fucking thing for me. Uh, I started off, and I was like, oh my. God, yes, yeah. yes. And then I was like, no, where did it go? Right. I, I honestly, this is, this was the hardest, this was the hardest time I've had trying to convince myself that I'd love this new Radiohead record. Yeah. Because when the, so Burn the Witch was the single, Burn the Witch and Daydreaming were the two singles. Burn the, Burn the Witch. It's a killer song. They blacked out all their social media. Yeah. And then I they remember sent, this. They I sent all this. their fans postcards that said, uh, "Burn the witch, we know where you live." Yeah, which I was like, "Ooh, ooh!" And then I heard "Burn the witch," and I was like, "Damn, this is like mm-hmm. this reminds me of Mixomatosis." Yeah, exactly. like that kind of energy. And then the rest of the album doesn't flow. So listening to this as a from from start to finish. I can't do it. No, it was fucking hard. It was really hard. I had to pause halfway through. Yeah. It was not doing it for me. Um, but there, I mean, there are a lot of really cool things. Um, uh, lots of choral and uh, string arrangements. <laughs> we have not uh, spoken very, very much about Johnny Greenwood and just 
how smart he is and how cool he is. He's a great composer. So a lot of the weird stuff they do is Tom York, but it's a lot of Johnny. And yeah. he, he does, I mean, like he's done film scores. He's, he's very, very talented and smart. Um, I but, think at this, at this time, a lot of the, I, th- I would say Tom wrote a lot of the songs. Yes. So, uh, but here's, here's the thing for me. So uh, my two favorite songs on the album were the ones that do stick out because they weren't written with the album. Burn the Witch and True Love Waits. Both of those, both of those songs were, wrote, were written three years, I think, before they recorded the album. Maybe two years. Maybe even more than that. They don't feel like they belong on that album, and they're fucking incredible songs. I right. was blown away by both of those. Like, like that's what got me to the end. As I was like, "Ugh, there's one more fucking song on this album," uh, <laughs> and it was incredible. <laughs> True it was Love so Waits, good. yeah, it's a beautiful song. Uh, but yeah, that that album was. It, it had a lot of positive uh, critical reception. They like the critics loved it. At um, this point, though, is it just because it's Radiohead? But that's the thing, is that every album after OK Computer, people were just like, yes, it's good. Yeah. And it's like, but is it, or are we just in love with Radiohead at this point? Which so that's is fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. For me, if I, I, every now and again, I'll have one of these songs pop up in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear that song. But then I listen to the record continuing on from that, and I'm like, um, maybe not. Because Yeah, you've got to be in a mood to listen to that shit. It doesn't flow well. A lot of the songs to me start out with an idea you could tell Tom wrote, Tom York wrote on acoustic guitar, and while some of the melodic writing in terms of his vocals is some of the my favorite stuff, yeah, uh, it's just not as exciting. It's a it's a sad album. His longtime partner, yes, uh, separated from him. They separated, and then she died four months later. Yeah. From cancer, right? I think that's where we're getting these Tom York tweets from. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cool with where we're getting it from. <laughs> we got them. We got <laughs> we got the tweets, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean this this album just didn't do fucking much for me. It was great in the beginning. It was amazing at the at the end, and every, everything in between just existed. It existed. I, I think that it'll be one of the it'll be another one of their albums where in. 10 years people are, are gonna go oh right it, it's really good yeah totally. like the initial uh, the initial reaction although it's been out it came out in 2016 mm-hmm. so we've had some time had three years with it but uh they they did a lot of the videos with paul thomas anderson yeah and they did two two maybe two or three acoustic songs not acoustic but it's just johnny and tom in a park somewhere yeah. playing they did uh present tense and I forget the other one they did, but Present Tense is such a good song. I love that song. So, uh, to to close this, we should we should speak on our our feelings of of Radiohead now. I think. Okay. Uh, as I said in the beginning, I did I did not like Radiohead. I've tried, I've tried. As as a, as as a musician, you get shamed a lot for not liking Radiohead. They're one of those bands. Yeah, it's just like you you have to like them, and that that's always been a thing. Like I just don't, I don't, I don't. Am I, am I broken? Like what's wrong with me? And uh, I I I like Radiohead now, and it's uh, weird. Uh, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm smiling so big because now uh, we can when we're when we're doing out of town gigs. We yeah. can listen to Radiohead, right? So that that's cool, uh, but it doesn't. It's 
I just, I know what Radiohead I like. And I would, the Radiohead I like is not the Radiohead that is happening right now and has mm. been happening for a while. I, I can find my moments on every single album that has all the experimental synth shit that I like. I can find some songs that I really, really like. And I have. There's a lot of songs I fucking love. But uh, I just, I just can't get through it. I can't listen to a full album of it again of that. Right. If I do, I'm, I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> that's I'm, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but that's not what an album is intended to do. No. Uh, I, so yeah, it's just, it, and, and OK Computer is, is 100% my favorite album. It is, it, that album is fucking great. So good. For me, I've, I've been listening to Radiohead for 12 years now. And during the last 12 years is when I've really kind of formed how I want to be as a music lover and musician. So I, it makes me realize how much they've shaped my conception of like arranging and making sense of like pairing lyrics with music right? and being hyper aware of that and trying different things. They weren't afraid to try different textures against the wishes of some people in the band. They were like, well, we're doing a record and I'm not playing guitar on some of the songs. Yeah. It's like, I'm okay with not playing, you know, on songs. That's the, that's the crazy thing is like, I, I, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of how Radiohead acted as a band musically regardless of what I think of any of the music that is incredible to truly progress. I mean, like we both love the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters did that, but I mean, it's their Foo Fighter records, you know, yeah. Radiohead records are, you listen to it and you don't know what you're going to get. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't know what's going to be in the other side of that door. It, we could go back to rock. We could keep advancing. And all they did was advance. All yeah. they did was just advance and try new shit and sometimes borrow from what they did before, but it was constant, Let's try a different thing. And I don't think they ever went so left field oh, that it absolutely was like not. that it was like what the fuck. No, they like never they did never that. had like an entirely orchestral album. Yeah, they, where they, Tom York was in a different room they singing. Didn't, they didn't do a noise album. You know, yeah. they, they didn't do anything that was like like way too fucking weird. But I, I mean, overall, I have I I only have great things to say about listening to it. I'm so happy it's out of my head. I have <laughs> I have been thinking about this so fucking much. My notes are uh, far too dense for how I feel about this band, and uh, but it was super fun. It was yeah. super fun, and uh, I'm I had a blast. I'm glad you had fun. I can't tell you how excited I am. That. Yeah, and was, I res- I just I respect you a lot for having an open mind. Well, uh, I hope I think you'll have an open mind about our next one we're doing. Who's the next one? Uh. Our next band that we will I be don't doing, know who the next one is. So. Our next band that we will be doing, uh, we will be listening to all of Slipknot. Oh, I'm excited! Ooh, dude, I, I was a, I was a big Slipknot fan. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you all for listening. Um, please subscribe. <laughs> Jackson just sent me a really good picture. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, please, uh, please subscribe. Please tell your friends about this. Uh, you can find all of our stuff. You already found us. So just, you know, be a person on the internet and know how to search more. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, go follow us. And uh, thank you for listening. Dave, thanks for, any, Dave, thanks for listening. Else? Okay. No, yeah, thank nope, you for listening. Okay. So together, ready? Thank
you for listening. All right, let me give you one more tweet. Here we go. I've got one more, I think. Oh yeah, this is a good. One. This is definitely a good one to end on. Um, this is our last episode of Tom York tweets. Surround yourself with empty fields. Thank you for listening to Don't Feed the Artists and Tom York Tweets.